Courtney Wilson was born and bred in the Catholic faith. Raised in a devout household, she attended Catholic elementary school and continued her education at an all-girls Catholic high school in New Orleans, Louisiana. She has lived all over the U.S., from New York to the West Coast and many places in between. In addition to her work as a professional dancer and artist within the entertainment industry, Courtney teaches CCD classes in the Department of Religious Education in her local church. My conversation with Courtney was full of laughter and joy. It's also been really wonderful to hear how she rediscovered her faith and the way that it sustains her every day. I'm very pleased to share with you Echoes and Hope with Courtney Wilson. I was born into a Catholic family and I was baptized very, very young. And I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And then after my parents separated, we moved to Alabama and then Louisiana. And by that point, I guess it was time to start school. So we went to a public school for about one month and then My mom really wasn't satisfied with the schools, so we moved on to Catholic school. And since we'd already been baptized and we're going to Mass, it just made sense. So I went to a Catholic school for, I guess, first grade through sixth. Then I changed to another Catholic school in the area, and then I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And uh, it was really great. I liked it. I liked the schools. They were very structured, disciplined. It just fit. I mean, my mom, I didn't think she was strict. I mean, I think probably compared to other mothers, she was strict, but it wasn't, you know, mean kind of strict, or at least I was just used to it. <laughs> it was just it was just great. I liked it. The schools were receptive. Um, we were the only African-American kids, maybe about three or four years into our first elementary school. Some other girls showed up, but then I don't really remember them, and I don't know if they stayed. We were there, and then when I went to my second elementary school for seventh and eighth grades, it was more diverse, like, you know, just everybody. So it was great. Um, I had a lot of fun. I was very prepared to go to high school. went to high school. There were about 12 black girls in each class, give or take a few, but it just all felt normal. Never had any kind of crazy experiences, nothing that was out of the realm of what any other teenager was experiencing. I love this school. I felt very well prepared. I was always very connected to Catholicism, religion, probably more so in elementary in a way, because I remember just feeling extremely in eighth grade, like, oh, I'm so close to God. And at one point, one of my classmates just randomly said, I think you should be a nun. I just thought I was like a normal person. But, you know, because in my mind, if you were a nun, you were like always what we call a holy roller. But I didn't see myself that way. Then, of course, as I've gotten older, I've realized that normal people become saints, even sinners have been saints. So that's what she said. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Obviously, when I got older, sometimes I say, well, maybe I should have done that. But then I never wanted to cut my hair. And there were other things I didn't want to do or not do. Uh, And I was just like, no, that's not for me. So I knew it really wasn't for me. Maybe she just saw something in me. Went to high school. We had mass once a month, wore uniform, religion every day, social justice classes every day. So I go to college. I knew I wasn't going to go to a Catholic or religious school in all likelihood simply because they didn't have my major. And plus, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to kind of be in a public school at that point. So went there. And the first year, I think I was probably going to church. I think St. Thomas More is kind of like the Catholic church on every college campus. So I would go to church. But then just get busy with 
life and whatnot, which really is no excuse because God never is too busy for us. But I just felt like, oh, okay, I've been Catholic and good and doing everything, so I'm good. And then midway through, I just realized I really was not as connected. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I just didn't feel connected, didn't feel grounded. I was not having daily conversations with God. Still very religious and connected, but not really connected, Mm -hmm. not doing like the everyday work that you need to do. Then I moved, left school, went to New York, and then finding your way, just living, but still being like, oh, no, I'm so religious and connected. And then it wasn't until maybe some years in in New York where I was like, yeah, let me just really get back into church. I never left. I wasn't like lapsed or anything like that. I was always going to mass, praying, but I just didn't feel connected. So I started really getting involved in my church there, liked it a lot became more and more connected. Then, of course, you know, you go through life, moved here and there. I mean, I've lived a million different places. Now I'm in Los Angeles. And when I first got here, I could not find a church that I really connected to because my one in New York, I really enjoyed. I kind of church hopped for a while. And then finally, it was around Lent. And I was like, please, Lord, let me just find a church. And I went to this one church. and I was like, well, if they sing the litany of the saints the way that I like, then I'm going to stay there. And they did. So I was like, oh, they know what they're doing. Because the other churches were fine. They weren't, you know, crazy liberal or crazy conservative. They were just like, eh. And it's not about the music necessarily, but you do need to feel a connection. So I've been super, super, super active in my church now. I teach religious education on Sundays. You know, I just really like it. And I go to Bible Buddies. That's what they call it. It's just great. Being able to have a church community has been very, very helpful for me. Having a solid formation in a church was really great to me. In New York, you had a lot of churches around. I could literally, no matter where I worked in the city, always tons of churches. Not necessarily always a Catholic church, but lots and lots of Catholic churches and some Episcopalian. And I would go to the Episcopalian churches just to sit and be quiet. And I was like, well, it's just super close to being Catholics. I hope nobody sees me, but it'll be okay. And I know this is one thing that people have kind of been like, why do you pray to statues? I really enjoy that because I just find a sense of comfort, especially St. Jude, because I've had many, many hopeless moments and he's the patron saint of hopeless causes so i just feel a real connection to saint jude and all of the saints really but i just like going to sit in church and having that sense of quiet and peace and just being able to kneel in front of a big cross or christ or mary it just feels like they're there and i know they're there anyway but it's very very connected there's a particular church that i loved in new york it was an italian church and they had an African-American Christ. And I loved it because it was just beautiful. And I was like, see, I already said Jesus was black. And they tell you the story of, for lack of a better terms, black Jesus. But it wasn't just that. I just loved the church. And it was so beautiful and quiet and reverent. And I love the reverence of the Catholic Church. I like that it's very quiet and inward in a way. In that inward learning, you're taught to take all of that and give it to other people. And when you have a good priest who's very real, who'll say things like, I don't know, instead Mm -hmm. of always trying to come up with the perfect holy answer, of course, the standards on Eagle's wing, you know, those pretty, pretty ones that you're like, I don't want you to use that at my wedding, funeral, whatever. And you're just like, wait, but we're supposed to use something different. But Mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, but how can we not sing Be Not Afraid? You know, I don't really know if I can point to anything that is really related to me being black Mm -hmm. it would just be more about me being catholic i get a lot of praying to statues because i don't think people understand the meaning you know like you're just praying to this inanimate object there's a lot of pushback about mary you know you try to explain to people and i feel like there's a lack of tolerance 
people just saying just outright that's stupid that doesn't make sense I've had people tell me I'm going to hell because I do pray to Mary more so in the black community actually because it's weird and I have air quotes I think that in addition to other groups sometimes stereotyping black people not about being Catholic but about other things I do think that sometimes black people tend to stereotype each other like well you're supposed to be Methodist or Baptist. No, there's no supposed to be. And if you look at some of the saints, a lot of them were African-American. And I've had people recently look at YouTube videos being very critical of Roman Catholicism, saying you've been brainwashed. A lot of pushback on that, like you've been fed basically a lot of malarkey and they're trying to sway you to the white man's religion. I've not done any historical research, so I'm not debating. I'm just saying, okay, I have not done my research on that. But what I'm saying now is that I am presently Catholic. I've just never felt that. It's almost like, yes, there have been white people who've been crazy rude to me. Yes, I do remember, and I carry that with me, and it gives me wisdom, but I'm not going to not be friends. And I kind of do look at what happened in history, but I also look at, well, who am I dealing with now? And maybe they're aware of that, too, and so they're behaving or trying to behave differently. But again, it's mostly been from other Black people that, that don't understand it, and it's coming from, this is what we do as a people. We are Baptists. This is what you're supposed to do. So when you don't, it's either you're a sellout, which is absolutely not true, or you've been brainwashed. You're not really black, but I live in the universe. Me embracing something else that's not typically defined as black doesn't take away from me being black. I don't meet a lot of black Catholics. I know they're there when we were in New Orleans. There are a lot of black Catholics in New Orleans. I mean, it's a super Catholic city. And I say that because they party a lot. I mean, it's true. It's like one day you're out like on Bourbon Street being the craziest that you could be. And then the next you're like, church, <laughs> which is maybe what you need. I felt always embraced by the Catholic Church. I'm pretty sure people had ideas about me being brown skinned. But I think they were maybe able to just be like, well, you're Catholic. So we might talk about when you go home. But you're Catholic and you're in church and this is what we do. It was all fine for me gifts that I would bring to the church as a person of color. I guess it would be just having lived in brown skin. You just bring a different perspective. You've lived, you, you definitely know what it's like when you're ethnic or whatever is considered not the mainstream. That could be anything. That could be somebody with a cleft lip. You're not necessarily treated more poorly, but you're looked at as like, ooh, so different. And so people don't realize that you can just be treated the same. Like if, say, a Caucasian woman has a hard time at work, yours might be slightly harder because the person you're dealing with, not that they're a card-carrying member of the clan, but they may be carrying some remnants of something that makes them perceive what you're doing just with a little bit edge of, you know, whatever, than the other woman, because there's different perceptions about Courtney and then Kathy. It's not always huge, but it may be just slight, like just in there. And so it can't help but impact how they see you and how they judge you doing the same thing that someone else is doing. Maybe unbeknownst to them, somewhere deep in there, it's like, oh, she's black. It's good to come into the Catholic Church and bring that perspective. I think one gift is just being present because people say, 
oh, I didn't realize. And I see it more obviously in Los Angeles and other places where I live, like South Carolina. If a white Catholic sees you, they're not like, oh, I've never seen one of you. But they have not seen a lot. So it is kind of like, oh, of course there's black Catholics. But then it's still like, oh, wait, but really? Because pretty much every black person they see is going to a different church. It's not necessarily like you're an alien, but it's very unfamiliar because let's face it. I mean, if I saw a group of people that I typically don't see doing something, I'm not going to be ignorant. And I mean, ignorant, not as dumb, bad, but as in not knowing. I might be like, oh, silly me. These people do what you do too. So I think that's mm-hmm. a gift. Just showing up, maybe whatever's bias or whatever's going on in their mind that oh wait well she completely debunks that just because she's sitting here and i think sometimes humans are very we're into how much as opposed to quality so they may see one black person and be like oh okay yeah but i think if they probably saw 15 black people in bible buddies it would be like oh yeah no big deal kind of like the way it was in new orleans so i don't necessarily think it's all these people are have these ideas or races. I think that it's what you're exposed to. New Orleans, I mean, if a white person saw you or whomever, it was like, okay, whatever. We see tons of black Catholics all the time. Somewhere mm-hmm. else, it's like, oh. So it's not necessarily coming from a biased mindset. It's just a not knowing, not being exposed to it. I'm an artist, so I think being a female black performing artist in a mm-hmm. fine art is a gift because you can share that like i teach religious education i'm there with that and i think it's good to constantly expose the kids to a youngish woman black who's yes a teacher disciplinarian oh wait but look she's incorporating theater and dance and classical ballets all from this black body and bringing in whatever cultural things that I may do that are related to who I am and how I grew up in my ethnicity and ancestry because the church is all about sharing and giving and Jesus invited everybody he wanted everybody there and I think that it's good to kind of bring those things in so that people can see also I mean I wasn't born and raised in say Nigeria where Mm -hmm. I can come with native dress things of that nature and say oh look this is what we do as Catholics in Nigeria but I can bring other parts of black American culture into the church and say yes this is what we're doing too as uh, black Catholics I just really love being Catholic and maybe because I don't know if it's my personality is naturally ordered structured I mean I like to have fun and whatnot I was a professional ballet dancer I think that being Catholic, like it just perfectly fits for me. It's that thing inside. I just never felt like anything else like hit the spot. And I never appreciated it more than actually when I got to be air quote adult. When you really have to start dealing with a lot of difficulties in life, I think that having Catholicism in my life, I always felt such comfort. It literally just always felt like I was being hugged by Jesus all day, every day. And I really realized that when I kind of wasn't connected, I just didn't feel the same. And I can see how everything inside felt more topsy-turvy. And I'm so glad that my mom, that she was Catholic and that she made sure that we had that in our lives growing up. I really do think it's made a difference. It does, even when I'm not feeling as connected, at the end of the day, I just know, like I believe.
I, I believe, and nothing is going to, nothing's going to take that away, because I know God is good. Even if things don't go your way, no matter what happens, even if you experience suffering in whatever's going on, or it's a bad experience, God is there and he's good. He's guiding you through it. So whatever happens, it's going to be good in the end. And then I say, even on if it ends up bad on earth, in the end, the real end, because we're not here living, we're in the world, but we're not living for the world, it's going to be good because what could be better than heaven? <laughs>